hey guys welcome back to my podcast this is lily the host of confused together let's get confused together today we're going to be talking about trauma childhood trauma in fact and we are going to be going into some reddit threads talking about those things but before i get into it I want to say that I know my podcast has been a little lower in volume, and I really am trying to fix it. I just don't know exactly how, so you're just going to have to bear with me. You're just going to have to turn that volume up just a tiny bit more than you normally would. I really want to get my boyfriend to help me, help me fix it, but I literally just, I have no idea how. I'm still getting the hang of all my podcast equipment. It's all very new to me, so just, uh, just turn it up, and don't worry, it won't be like this for the rest of the episodes and for the rest of the season. I will get it fixed you're just gonna have to give me some time to figure it all out but with that being said today's topic is trauma something that we all have even if you think you don't have trauma you do like you can't say that you don't everybody has been through something traumatic whether it was as an adult as a teen as a kid everyone's been through it it's just the fact that if you bottle it up and push it aside it I don't think that's good. I'm not going to tell you how to deal with your trauma because genuinely, I don't even know how to deal with it sometimes. Some things are just too big for me to just work on, you know? I feel as an adult now, as in my early 20s, I can tell certain aspects of my adult life, the way that I act in certain ways, have definitely been caused by my childhood and what I went through and you know I'm not saying that I've had the worst childhood in the world but I'm also not saying that I had a perfect childhood I don't think anybody has ever had the perfect childhood you know I don't really talk about my trauma or anything like that or even my depression anxiety that much to my family I mean they always laugh when I bring it up as if I'm kidding And I never think it's a joke. I'm genuinely true. And it's something that I'm very passionate about to myself. Like, and for everybody else, I truly think that everyone should look in the mirror and think about their childhood and think about everything that they've been through. I don't remember all of my childhood. So I, I, I can't just like think about everything that I've been through. There's a lot of moments I don't remember, honestly, like, and it's sad because I remember a lot of the bad things and the traumatic things that have happened. And for a while, I never even like for the longest time, I truly couldn't remember shit from my childhood. And there's a scientific fact that when you go through something extremely traumatic your brain like decides to black it out you don't want to think about it so you're not going to think about it and you're not going to remember anything and for the longest time I couldn't remember much about it but now as a teenager I feel like when I turned 21 is when it all started flowing back to me and it really came fast at me I mean oh god there was just a day where I was laying in bed and I was going through a lot of I was really depressed at the time and just like certain things that I went through as a kid started flowing back into my head and I would think to myself, holy shit, what happened to me is not okay. Like that is not normal, you know? To give a little backstory, I have four older siblings and they're all way older than me. There's like six year age gaps between me and my brother Max, who would be the like closest person to me. Yeah, there's like a six or five year age gap between us. So as a kid, I didn't have any close siblings. They were all really close because my sister has a twin 
and then yeah, like they they were all really close because they were they didn't have five year age gaps between each other, maybe three or four. But for me, when I was six, my brother Max was like in the sixth grade. My sister was already in middle school or in high school. Like when I was a freshman in high school, my sister was a senior in college. I'm pretty sure. I can't. I can't, if I, I don't remember it correctly, but I know that they're way older than me. So as a child, I didn't have any close siblings that I felt that I could trust, which obviously I can trust some of them now. But when I was a kid, like I just, I felt really alone, honestly. And I felt that with my parents, they kind of had me and just like let me live my life and do whatever and they didn't really put any ground rules until I became a teenager until I became really like bad honestly and I had big emotions as a child that I didn't know how to deal with and living in a very chaotic family they just like they just thought I was a bad kid you know they genuinely just thought like oh she just she's just bad she'll grow out of it it's just a phase which yeah I grew out of it but it still comes into play like I still have huge emotions that I don't know how to deal with and with my family like I always feel as if I'm I've always been last place this is how I feel and god I know whoever from my family listens to this is just gonna laugh and joke but whatever that's that like that's that's my family dynamic truly nobody ever has taken me seriously it's because I'm the youngest child out of five, so I don't think anybody has ever been able to take me seriously, which is frustrating. When I'm talking about something serious in my life that I'm passionate about, I never feel like they can, I don't think they see me talking in passion or in seriousness. They just think I'm like, oh, she's just a kid, but I'm no longer a kid. So when I'm speaking and what I pa- when I'm passionate about things, like it's confusing. My family dynamic is really fucking confusing. I don't want to trauma dump on here. I don't want to get into too much, too much shit. But at the same time, I have to go into my background for you guys to m- understand and to be able to relate. So I as a kid when I um when like there was important events with like my older siblings if it was their birthday or they were laughing about how they were as a kid I felt so I don't know I I would always make their big events I would try to make it about me because it never felt like I had anything like that in my life I never felt important to anyone Sometimes I still feel that. I saw a TikTok the other day that said the youngest kids really take on the burden of the family. And I definitely agree with that. I don't think my siblings or my mom or my dad would agree with it. I don't give a shit if they don't agree with it. Honestly, that I could care less about their opinions on how I feel because their opinions are always like they are always invalidating, truly. But I feel that I have taken on a lot of the burden because I was growing up up in a broken family my siblings were already like past a certain age I was young when things were going down in my family like my brothers were always causing trouble in the house there was always something going on I have three brothers one sister by the way I um I always remember like waking up to my mom yelling at my brother Max for sneaking out or whatever but one thing that really fucking stuck with me as a kid and still does is my brothers being addicts that was something that was 
just impossible for me to wrap my head around. And I was growing up when they were peaking in their addiction, you know? Like, I I was in, like, the fourth fucking grade, and my brother was getting arrested in front of our house. And when I tell that story, when we talk about it as a family, like, they laugh. And sure, it's funny, but at the same time, y'all need to know that I was a child. What I went through, what I watched was not okay as a kid. And I got backlash at school for it because... We lived in a neighborhood with other kids from my school. I remember going to school the next day after my brother's friends had gotten arrested in our front yard. Some kid asked me why there was police at my house and then I got pulled in to my counselor's office and her asking me if everything was okay at home. Like I was the kid who would go to the counselor every day for an hour and talk to her about my feelings, you know, like that was me. And sure, that's not fucking normal, but at the same time, I am grateful that I had a counselor to lean on and to enjoy my feelings with because I didn't have anyone like that at home. I mean, my mom was working all the time. I was home alone constantly as a child, so I didn't really have anyone to talk to about my feelings, and I never knew how to bring them up around my mom, so I would just get really frustrated, and I would scream, and I would cry, and obviously now I can talk to my mom about certain things but I think that has stuck with me throughout my adult years to where I don't feel like she she's a safe place for certain things but when it comes to my trauma and my depression and my anxiety like I truly just can't go to her about it I've just learned that she's true she's just not someone that I can talk to about it she doesn't understand and that's okay I've really come to accept that I can't go to her about those certain things now but it does suck. I wish she did understand, and I tried to get her to understand <laughs> so many times. We went to therapy together. It just, it, it never worked out, and so now as an adult, I just know, like, I, if I'm really depressed, I don't talk to her. Like, I, I won't go over to her house either because it's just, it feels like if I do talk to her, there's something wrong with me. And I don't know. Coming from a big family, everybody talks about everything, about everyone, so I just don't talk to them about it. I don't want you guys talking about my things to like my other siblings or to my stepdad. Like I'm not the talk of the town. My my issues aren't gossip. So that's why I just don't bring it up to them at all anymore. It truly hurts that I can't, but I don't. But going back to being a kid and watching my brothers struggle with addiction, it really, it really hurt. And I caught myself many times begging them and crying to them to stop for me if they weren't going to stop for them to stop for me. And I can't believe I ever did that honestly I mean as an adult I've gained a lot of a lot of knowledge about addiction and some things I don't understand still but what I do understand is that nobody who is in an active addiction is gonna stop for anyone else but themselves you know they have to want it for them if they can't stop for them, then they're not going to stop for anybody. And I feel really stupid when I was a teenager begging and crying for them to stop because I was terrified that they were going to end up back in prison for the rest of their lives or they were going to lose their life in general, that they were going to die. And I'm sure there's like things that my sister, especially with my sister, because I'm really close to her now. When I was a kid and a teenager, we didn't have a good relationship at all. But as an adult now, I, I can definitely go to her about certain things if I'm down bad I'll go to her and I'll let her know like hey I'm not doing well and I just need you to know that I'm genuinely struggling and that I feel like there's no way out like there has been multiple times where I've been able to go to her and she has been able to understand it and 
comfort me in those situations as an adult now, but as a teenager, no. But yeah, when I watched my brothers go through addiction, it was really fucking hard. I mean, there's so much that goes into play that I saw as a child that goes into play as my adult life. I do not think that it, I don't think that's who I am. Like, I don't think my trauma is me. Of course not. But I still worry. I mean, I still have a brother who is struggling deeply and I think about that kid every single day. Like there does not there's not a day that goes by that I don't worry. You know, I remember for a long time, it was during quarantine when they were really, really bad. Every time my mom or my dad would call, I got scared that it was them telling me that they were like dead, you know? Like that's not normal. And I think that like comes to play especially because I watched them as a child struggle deeply I mean there were one time I woke up when I was in like the first grade my brother there was ambulance and oh god the amount of times that I woke up as a kid and there was an ambulance at my house or like cops because my brother was doing something bad you know I think that's why I worried so much when they were really bad in their addiction when my parents would call me that I think that's why I worried so much because of what I witnessed as a child I mean I, I definitely feel I have a right to worry and so I genuinely do not worry for them as much as I used to I have come to terms with the fact that that's their life that they're fucking up and I can't be the one who helps them fuck it up and I can't be the one who stops it you know I've just whatever it is what it is and I've grown so accustomed to it throughout my lives that it's no longer an issue for me I no longer worry when my parents call that it's going to be bad news about my brothers. Like, I have truly come to terms with it to this point of my life where I'm just, what the fuck ever. And it angers me, truly, it really does anger me. Like, I have a lot of pent-up anger towards my brothers. But, um, but when I, I feel like from starting with my high school years and then into my like late teens like 18 and 19 when I would worry and cry about my brothers to my older siblings they'd just be like dude like you can't do anything about it stop worrying and I was like how can you not worry but you know thinking to it they were in their late 20s they had other shit to think about and they've also like not saying that they don't have any childhood trauma because they dealt with my dad who was an alcoholic so they'd have type of trauma for sure but I definitely think that my older siblings have trauma I mean I know my brother Charlie does because he's talked about it with me before what he's gone through as a child and what he had to witness and deal with when my dad was in his uh, active addiction as well so I know that like he has shit that he has to work on I know that I totally know that and I truly think that he should go to therapy. I think all of my siblings, including me, we have gone to therapy. We had like a family therapist that we all saw as kids and teenagers. I think therapy hits different when you're an adult though. Because the things that you dealt with as a kid really do come into play. And so talking to a therapist as an adult about what you went through is very important. Because as a teenager, you don't really take that shit seriously. And you don't really know what to talk about. I mean, you're going through it then. And you have no idea how to deal with it. So yeah, it's good to go to therapy to like figure out how to deal with it. But the aftermath of it when you're turning into an adult, it's really fucking important to go 
to therapy about. And I think that's why my brothers have dealt with addiction for as long as I can remember because they they didn't know how to cope with their feelings and their emotions and their trauma. So they turned to substances, you know, it's easy to just numb your feelings with substances. I mean, I can attest for that. I drank so much as a teenager. I drank a lot and I partied a lot and it's because like I didn't know what the fuck to how to deal with my feelings and I was also on antidepressants and anxieties as a teenager which kind of made me just numb to it all and so being numb to it all it felt obviously it felt numb so I turned to alcohol to at least feel something you know I don't know if my I know that my brothers got on antidepressants and that's kind of how it turned into an addiction because it just became this feeling for them I mean I'm not speaking on their part but I'm speaking from the knowledge that I have from myself and from what I've seen I know that the numbness probably felt really good so they just wanted to continue to feel numb and then it turned into this spiral you know it's super easy to do that I also I think for my sister and I'm again I am not speaking on their part. I'm speaking from what I've seen. I think my sister, who never dealt with addiction, I'm, I don't think she has really ever dealt with depression. I'm, I know when she had a baby, she m- may have dealt with like postpartum, but she never really talked about it to us. Um, she turns to other outlets for herself. She really is just exactly like my mom, you know? I mean, she, uh, I would consider my sister, and I think all my other siblings can attest to this, that she's, like, truly the star of the family. Like, she followed in my mom's footsteps. She went to nursing school, and she is a NICU nurse, and, you know, she got married to a great guy, and they have an amazing house. So, she probably took what she felt as a kid and turned it into something good, which is fucking awesome. I think what she has done with her life, who she has become as an adult and as a human, it's beautiful. She is one of my role models in certain ways. You know, I I don't I want to be like her in a way to where like she's comfortable with her life, with her money, with her financial situations. You know, I truly like look Sorry, I need to turn my <laughs> I need to turn my phone. Whoop. Dropped it. I I took the case off my phone, and now my phone's fucking slippery, so I constantly drop it. My sister, she is just... I think she has channeled her her trauma and her energy into something else, which is amazing. Like I said, it's beautiful. I love her. I think she's a role model for literally every person in our family, like our siblings. I think we should all look up to her in certain ways, and I definitely do. But there are times where I'm jealous. Like, she got the good genes. Seriously, my sister got the good fucking genes. We have addiction in all of our blood. Like, it runs straight through our blood. I'm addicted to nicotine and caffeine, but that's about it. But, like, she has mentioned to me that she's never really felt depression in its true form before. Like, she's definitely gotten sad. I'm not invalidating her feelings. I know that, like, she's felt sad and she has felt down but when it comes to like truly being in depression I don't think she I just I don't know I mean maybe she has it and she just doesn't realize it I don't know she's almost like a mystery when it comes to her feelings and emotions she doesn't talk about that but like me and her have bonded with like body image issues before which I do plan on having a episode about that later on I just don't want to talk about it with myself because I think I can get too deep in it and it 
could become triggering. Not only did I have to deal with watching my brothers become addicts, but I also had to watch her struggle with money. And I watched my mom go through a divorce, and that was really hard for me because I saw her and my dad fight, but I didn't know the full length of to why they were getting a divorce. I mean, they got a divorce in 2008, which feel like everyone's parent got a divorce in 2008 truly for me it that was almost a breaking point for me and that's when my behavior issues really started because I had watched my brothers turn into these people who I didn't know and then I watched my parents divorce and I just was a I was a bad kid but for reasons here's my thing I believe that a lot of behavior issues not like talking about like autism or ADHD or anything like that I don't think it really has to do with the environment you're brought in but when your kid is you know like really bad attitudes or like having meltdowns all the time like I'm talking when I was in fourth grade because this is when my parents got divorced I think that it's just the environment you're brought up in and I'm not saying that my parents did a bad job raising me I don't think they did a good job protecting me from things I truly feel that the reason why I acted the way I acted was due to the environment you're I was brought up in I mean everybody everyone is a product of their environment that they lived in you know like that is just the fact your childhood what you deal with when you're a kid it goes into play with so much shit y'all you're a sponge at that age so you're just soaking up literally everything that you're being surrounded by and you take it on throughout the years of your lives, you know? My family's gonna listen to this and they're gonna giggle and laugh and be like, oh my god, Lily's so dramatic. I think that I'm just a person who has to deal with some shit and I'm dealing with it every single fucking day. Some days I don't deal with it, other days I deal with it, and other days I just, I can't deal with it and I'm stuck to my bed and I can't think about anything. But yeah, I mean, like, I didn't have a perfect childhood, but my childhood could have been worse, I guess. And I think sometimes that I invalidate my own feelings about my childhood problems due to my older siblings because they're always telling me, your childhood wasn't that bad. Like, you didn't really deal with that much shit. But I'm like, but you're not me. You didn't see what I saw as a kid. Like, you you don't even fucking know the half of it, honestly. Like, y'all were, y'all were way older than me. I was a baby dealing with things I was watching things as I was growing you know like lord have mercy I love them and I don't hate my family like I have love for everyone but yeah I so I don't want to go like in too much detail about the active addiction because I would like to talk about it I would like to have a separate episode about that later on because I think there's so much that goes into play with addiction and there's a lot of things that I've witnessed that I would love to talk about on just a full different episode because there, yeah, there's just a lot to it, you know? I mean, I just don't want to waste up this entire episode talking about it, even though it is a, a big part of my childhood and what I have seen. Um, it's not the only thing that I have seen. I've seen our family struggle with money issues and all of that. But a big thing, th- so when I was a kid, I went to Catholic school and I switched Catholic school to public when I was going into the fourth grade. And I remember that I was pretty sad about it. And all of my Catholic school friends 
thought I was downgrading or something. They're like, oh, she's going to public school. Ew. You know, like they all thought it was like a bad place to go and that if you're going to public school, like you're poor or whatever, which is not true. There was plenty of rich kids at the school that I went to. When I switched schools, I I didn't have too much of a hard time. I mean, I made friends the first day of my new school, and I still keep in touch with the friends that came up to me on my first day of public school. Like, one of them is my best friend to this day. Her name is Ella, by the way. I talked to her in my last, I talked about her in my last episode, and I am still besties for the resties with that bitch. Like, she will be one of my bridesmaids. I love her, and the other girl, Olivia, I contact on Facebook all the time. Yeah, it it, it wasn't that hard, but in a way, it was a lot different. I mean, I've dealt with mean girls and mean kids my entire life. Who hasn't dealt with bullies, you know? So, my brother, Max, he had a kid at six and I only told like a select few people about it but one time my family came and visited me at lunch when I was in the fourth grade and Anna who kind of like a family member to us I don't even know how to address her honestly like she's my she's my brother's baby mama but like she's not just that you know there's more to her so Anna and my mom and my sister and my nephew Nathan who was really young came and visited me at lunch one day and I was kind of embarrassed embarrassed because who the fuck becomes an aunt in the fourth grade like dead ass who but yeah so I didn't tell people about me being an aunt or my brother having a kid because I was embarrassed like legitimately I was so embarrassed by it but they came and visited me and I remember about a week later I went to this park with my friend Jenna and these two girls came up to me and I'll forever remember this because They were just so mean to me throughout my years of schooling. Somehow they came to the park too. And I think like maybe we were, we planned on all hanging out or whatever. They came to the park and they were like being really mean to me. And they were like, we know about Anna. Yeah, we know about your brother and and Nathan. Uh Uh-huh, I know about them. And they were making fun of me for like my brother having a kid, which like, I couldn't control that, of course. That wasn't my fault. If I could have controlled it, I would have. But everything happens for a reason. And I'm thankful that I have my nephew and my niece now, clearly. As a fourth grader, getting bullied for it, it was so embarrassing. And I told that story the other day. And what happened after those girls started yelling at me and bullying me about it, a random family came up to us and I just sat there when that girl was yelling at me and being rude this random family came up to us and they told the girls off they're like hey you can't be mean to people like you can't do that told them to leave the park they asked me if I was okay and they walked me home and I remember just feeling really safe with these strangers for some reason because they protected me and I didn't really ever feel protected as a child or in that age like they literally walked me home and made sure I was okay and it was really sweet and I felt so safe with these strangers it was so weird it really like hit a nerve in me and thinking to it to this day uh, my my parents divorce didn't it didn't fucking affect me that much but I think it really did in a way because there was already so much going on with our family 
and that was kind of just like the icing on the cake and I remember I just remember wishing I had a different family as a kid I made a list of people who I would rather be (laughs) fan families with it's not funny but it is funny it's sad it's like hella sad honestly I used to spend a lot of time with my childhood friend Audrey I would go over to her mom's house a lot I'm not saying that they had a perfect family because I know Audrey dealt with shit as a kid too I know that she went through a lot of shit but from my eyes when I would go over to her mom's house and like when I was with her older sister and her mom and I always wanted to live with them dude I remember making a list of families that I rather live with than mine I was like I want to live with this family like Audrey's family I used to watch when YouTube was still kind of new and vlogging was still kind of new, I watched family vloggers and I legitimately like wrote one of their names down and was like, I want to live with them. And I told my mom, I went up to her and I was like, hey, these are the people that I'd rather be in their families. Can you let me live with them for a week? And she was um, no. I remember her saying that if Audrey's mom would take me in for a week, she would let her. <laughs> but she said that she probably wouldn't. But like, how sad is that as a fourth grader writing down the families you rather live with in your own it's just like oh my god my poor heart I feel so bad for that little girl that I was she was so lost and she just wanted to feel protected honestly like I just wanted to feel protected and loved and just there was a lot of emotions in our lives and everybody's lives at that point like my mom my sister my brothers everybody was feeling feeling something different but like out of all of that I was just feeling really alone like I remember that was in the fourth grade was a very big peaking point I remember a lot of it because that was when I really started feeling depressed as a kid genuinely like I would cry in my room all the time I just wanted to feel like happy oh it makes me want to cry because she deserved a lot more than when she got truly and I'm trying to give my adult self what I needed as a kid like healing my inner child I'm trying to do things for myself that fourth like eight-year-old Lily would have loved you know and there is still a part of her in my heart when I'm around my family sometimes I still feel those ways especially now as an adult there's certain things that I feel like what the fuck you know but it's it's okay it's whatever uh that's how I feel about my generational trauma and I feel that I will not be able to have kids until I heal certain parts in my inner child because I do not want to pass on certain things about myself that I don't like to my child later on in life you know like I don't want to pass on the anxieties or the depressions you know I want them to have the most amazing life and have all the opportunities they could ever fucking have and I want them to feel protected but not too protected you know like There's ways that I need to fix myself and heal myself to be able to have kids. Like, I do not want to pass on this trauma to my children, you know? And I don't have to. Like, it's a choice that I can make. And I'm definitely making the choice of not having kids until I feel I am completely ready for it, you know? Pushing your childhood and the traumatic things you went through, pushing it to the side and thinking that it's not important is one of the biggest problems that not our generation but like later generations have you know that millennials and baby boomers have they don't think those things are important they don't think that they can pass on their problems to other to their children but you genuinely can and I genuinely think that that happened with my family but I am grateful 
I am grateful for everything that I have ever been through, and I hope everybody is too, like not just my family, but all my listeners out there, anything that you have gone through, everything that you have felt and that you still feel from earlier in life, like those are valid feelings. You're still allowed to feel broken from what you've been through as a kid. It's so normal to feel broken from all the shit you went through, and just because you didn't have you know, maybe people had worse childhoods, okay? I know people have had worse childhoods than me, but that doesn't mean that what I feel is not valid. You know, what you guys feel about your childhood, about your adulthood, about anything that has happened in between is fucking valid. Don't let anybody ever invalidate you. Not even your family because they don't know what the hell they're talking about half the time, you know? Like, you are you and your personality, what you have, what you put out to the earth, what you put out into the universe, how you are as a person, that is you. Your trauma is not you. What you've been through is not you, but it's also okay to, like, still feel hurt from what has gone on in your life. Like, You are allowed to cry about things that happened when you were eight years old, you know? You're allowed to feel feelings about it. Don't ever push it away. Don't let anybody ever tell you that it's not a big deal because it fucking is. It totally is. And I hate when people say that your feelings aren't a big deal because they are. They totally are. I don't know. You guys are validated. I don't want anybody ever to invalidate my feelings. I hate when that happens and don't let anybody ever invalidate yours. If you say, okay, if you're having a conversation to someone and it's serious and you're talking about issues that mean a lot to you and they try to like make your feelings feel small or make you feel small or like your situation isn't important, don't let them make you feel that way. Because I'm here to tell you that you are important, what you've been through is very important and that you still have time to learn from it and that you do not have to continue to dwell on it. I mean, I don't think I will forever have to heal from my childhood trauma. I think that I'm slowly but surely getting through the things that I had to go through as a kid and as a teenager. I think I'm getting through it one at a time and that one of these days that I'm fully going to be like, okay, I'm good. Like, I don't have to worry about the things that I used to, you know? I mean, healing isn't a straight line just like with addiction, like becoming recovery isn't a straight line. It's never a straight line, you know? Like, it is always a bump and a wave and one day you're going to feel like you have taken 50 steps forward and that you're amazing and then the next week you feel all all that has been erased and you feel right back where you are but you never are right back where you are it's just a part of the process it's just a part of learning who you are and becoming the most amazing you that you can be truly but with that being said I'm gonna go through some reddit threads talk about some other things that other people have talked about okay this one something sad that I think about frequently one night when I was young no older than 12 I couldn't sleep I was laying on the couch eating a Lunchable playing on my iPod and it was probably 1am. My dad woke up and I'm pretty sure he was extremely drunk because he stood at the threshold the threshold of his bedroom door and started pissing right there on the carpet. Like didn't even realize I was there awake or that he wasn't pissing in the toilet. I think he asked why I was awake. Years later I still think about it. It makes me sad I was exposed to young alcoholism. I don't exactly remember when this happened but it's a high possibility that was the night I saw my dad before he went to serve time in jail for drinking and driving oh yeah that is really sad I mean I remember waking up to my brother leaving a I think it was like boiling hot dogs on the stove and he fell asleep while they were boiling and we all woke up to like 
hella smoke in the house. My mom was so pissed at him. And I was in the fourth grade. Some of these are very, they need trigger warnings. So, okay, we'll do this one. All right, here's a trigger warning. This one uh, contains sexual assault so and sexual abuse. So if you're not comfortable listening to this, please don't listen. Turn this off or skip forward. The title, no one knows about the sexual abuse my immediate family immediate family members inflicted upon me and they are still close to me i've never processed it properly i'm bawling my eyes out because my mom just told me about how i was when i was two to three years old i was acting so much with temper tantrums and violence when i was a teenager i made it up i made up in my head that the sexual abuse came from a daycare when it was actually from my brother who is a year older than me and my dad no one in my life knows this i've never talked to anyone about it not even my dad or brother I'm now 27 and have struggled so much with mental health my whole life. I don't want this to be a reality because I know my brother hates himself for that stupid childhood behavior. I don't want to out him or my dad because all of our lives would end. It's just very hard for me to carry this burden. I can repress it for long periods of time, but it comes out and gives me existential dread. All I want to do is die. I do love my family and I will never out them. There are good people who made mistakes, but it kills me to think how... I would have turned out if that didn't happen to me. I'm too scared to even talk to my therapist about it because I don't want them looking at my family negatively. I love my family, but they ruined my life. I have so much fear that I can never tell the truth. I just want to be safe. I know my family loves me, but they are all fucked up. Damn. That fucking hits, yo. Oh, yeah. I, um, I have a very similar situation, but I don't want to talk about it because I'm, I mean, it's, it, yeah, we're. I'm just not even going to go into it. That's hard. I don't think I would ever, coming from my experience, I don't think I would ever tell my family about the things that I went through as a kid just because I, I don't want to out family members either. You know, like there's, I think we have all come so far from where we have that at this point, if I did do that, I feel like they, number one, wouldn't believe me and number two, just think that I'm making it up or I dreamt it. And sometimes I feel like I did dream it, but I know that it was real and what you feel is real too. And that's so hard because like, yeah, I know, I know exactly that feeling and not wanting to out your family members is hard, but at the same time you can still, I don't think my advice on this is the best because I'm, I, f- I feel I have a similar situation and I have done the same thing where I've just kept it in because I don't want to out anyone, but I feel like you can still tell people about, about what happened and not have people out them but at the same time I just know I know how it is and you don't want you don't want things to change and you don't want to look at people differently and you also don't want your family to look at people differently either so man I just can't even give advice on that and I feel bad that I even just read that all right at moments I am five years old I'm just venting gonna talk a little about my trauma but without many details I have trauma, childhood trauma. It's related to my parents yelling, people having sudden movements, people behaving like they're going to hit me, people suddenly raising their voice all trigger me. I was with my sis and mom. We're all very close and we're laughing. I was in a very good mood and I was laughing quite hysterically because I was having so much fun. At some point, I was teasing my mom about a makeup video popping up in her recommendations, saying she likes it because she always pretends not to like makeup. The joke offended her and she told me to give the phone back. I was laughing and didn't do it. She yelled at me to give it back. I kid you not, I went in two seconds literally from laughing hysterically to crying like a baby. I started shaking and breathing with difficulty. I stood up 
and walked away bawling like a kid. I hate that my trauma makes me sometimes revert to a child's state. I f- it feels so weak and vulnerable. It happened once in uni, too, when a teacher called me out for talking in his class. I remember crying the whole time silently in my seat and then leaving the room when the lesson ended and walking around the campus like a kid, crying and covering my face as my, sis tri- as my sister tried to understand what was going on. God knows I have no control over myself in those moments. I swear I become five years old all over again. My body becomes a kid and I'm trapped in my head. An adult with no control of my body, I hate it. I hate shaking because someone yelled at me. I hate the way I cry like a baby. I hate when I can't keep my voice down. I hate when I'm so scared like a lost kid in the supermarket. I hate it all. I didn't ask for it. I didn't want it. I wish I could confront tension like normal people. God, it's just so hard because at some times we are still the kids that we were and we still deal with it like the children we were. Honestly, like the best thing I can say in that moment is just that you're not alone, that I think a lot of us still feel the way we were when we were children because there's so much things that happened and there's so many things that we still can't control over ourselves and over our emotions because of the situations we have been through and it's just we're not alone you're not alone I know I'm not alone and that there's always an outlet for you and there's always going to be somebody who can understand even if it is going to a fucking reddit thread and talking about it like I'm looking at the comments on this and there are so many nice comments to this person. It's genuinely amazing that you can't go to websites like this to talk about your feelings and have people understand. But with that being said, I think I'm going to end today's episode. I I just want you guys to know that like you're truly never alone and that you don't have to go through these events alone. That there's always going to be somebody there for you, whether it's a suicide hotline or if it's a stranger or if it's a Reddit thread, you know, like, never feel afraid to talk about your feelings. I want you guys to know that you can always come to me about anything you need, and that there's always going to be someone who can relate to you, and that's why I have this podcast, so that we can talk about it and get confused together. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I love you all. I'm definitely gonna have to take some deep breaths after this episode because I feel like it was really hard for me but I'm also really glad that I talked about what I talked about because nobody talks about shit like this. I mean I think that it's become more known and aware in our society as Gen Zers. I mean I'm a Gen Zer and I feel when I scroll through some like TikTok stuff that I see people talking about their trauma and I really feel heard and seen in those moments, but it needs to be more out there. We need to normalize this shit, y'all. Like, we cannot let these millennials and these baby boomers invalidate our feelings, okay? Like, everything that we feel as a human being is valid. The anger, the frustration, the everything. We are valid, and we have a right to feel those ways. And we just we just need a hug. Our little five-year-old and eight-year-old selves, they need a big, tight hug. And they need someone to tell them that it's okay. And I just want to tell y'all that it's okay. It will be okay. And that I love you guys. Thank you so, so, so much for listening to this episode. I hope that some of this shit helps y'all. Like, I really hate that I'm... I, like, don't want to constantly talk about myself on here. But in ways, like, that's all I can fucking do, you know? So, um, it kind of makes me feel self-centered at some points. But whatever. Yeah, thank you for listening. I love y'all, and I will see you next week. Bye.